This is the Transcend in Life podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson, taking you from fear to freedom. What's up? <laughs> I just wanted to try something new because I always say, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Transcend in Life. So I just want to try a different one this morning. <laughs> Wasn't there a commercial that did that where they just sit there and go back and forth like, what's up? Yeah, and it then- was the Bud Light. What's up? Oh. <laughs> anyway, welcome to a Tuesday Tune Up with the Ryersons. I am here with Lisa Ryerson, my lovely co-host. Good morning. Good morning. So today we are talking about creating momentum. So I don't know if my what's up started momentum <laughs> or completely killed momentum. Started something. I don't know. Hopefully people on the other end are literally doing that. Remember the frogs? That was the thing, right? It was the frogs and the lizards that were doing that. If, do you remember those you commercials? Have made much better, better memory than I do on that one. Anyway. Um, so I want to talk about momentum today because it's it's not tangible. You cannot see it, right? But it's a real thing. So it's kind of like fear in that regard that it's it exists and momentum can go both ways, right? Really strong one way or unfortunately it goes the other way as well. So when I say the word momentum, do you have ideas and ways to create it? Yeah, I think it, you know, it all starts within yourself, right? That's how I feel like momentum. It's like, I don't know. I kind of envision like um, a lawnmower. Like you have to start up the lawnmower and then keep it going. Maybe that's not a, your face is hilarious. She has right never now. mowed a lawn, just so we're clear. But go ahead. Have you? We've never even owned a lawnmower. I grew up mowing the lawn every day. There's a reason we don't own the lawnmower because I freaking despise doing it at the time. But it's like that moment, like you kind of have to jumpstart it. Okay. That's how I feel like you need to like, you know, if I, if I did mow a lawn, <laughs> I'm assuming you have to pull this lever and it kind of jumpstarts the little lawnmower engine. Is that what it's called? <laughs> so we're going to try a different analogy. <laughs> okay. Perhaps I use the analogy of a hurdler jumping over a hurdle. So for instance, a hurdle is 42 inches, the Olympic hurdles. Do you have a 42 or 43 inch vertical? I'm like only 42 inches tall. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So trying to actually jump over that would be almost physically impossible for you, correct? From a standing point. Correct. But having a running start and throwing your leg over that, now you have a much better chance at doing that, correct? Correct. That's the idea of momentum. So what you're saying, get moving, I, I, that so resonates with me. And that's actually one of the keys is, and we talk about this often is just get moving because that. It's like a snowball rolling down a hill. Mm -hmm. When you start that little snowball, it takes a while. But as you start pushing it, it it gains momentum. It gets heavier. And now it's ripping down the hill. Now trying to stop it is virtually impossible. That would be the example that I would use rather than your lawnmower. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So get moving. That would be one of the, the ones that you can do. Another idea is celebrating wins. So one of the things I love to do, and obviously in the COVID world, don't get to do this near as much. I That's one of the things I really don't like about it. I can't give hugs or high fives. I guess some people go for the fist bump or the elbow bump. That thing just makes me want to like, no, don't do that, bro. Like, <laughs> give me a hug or give me an air five, but celebrating wins. So I think this is so important. I don't care what you're doing in life. 
celebrating those wins, that creates the momentum, finding those small wins. So do you have any examples of things that you can think of where it's like, yeah, I started this one small win and that developed into another? Yeah, I I think a great example is our oldest, TJ, right? He loves tennis and he started playing. He was kind of a late starter, um, started playing around, I think, 10 and then got really serious by 12. He is now 14. And so he started with smaller tournaments, you know, winning those and then moving up into the open division, started winning those. And then just recently he won his first championships tournament, which is really cool. Right. So now he's playing with the top, you know, top level tier kids and being able to win that. And it's, we've celebrated all along the way, right? We celebrate, um, every match he wins and all that thing. And what's really funny is the only thing we have to give him when he wins. I mean, the thing that drives him to win these tournaments, right? You would think it'd be like, I don't know, a trophy or, you know, everything he asked for. Literally it's a Chipotle burrito bowl. And I totally remember this because I had this feeling he was going to his last championships tournament here in Northern California. And I said, you know what, TJ, if you win the tournament, I will buy you five Chipotle bowls. And he's like, okay, mom, I got it. I go, I have a great feeling. You're going to win this. I just know it. And he, and all week we were talking about it. He goes, I have a feeling I'm going to win it too, mom. He goes, I feel it. I go, I feel in my gut. Like you're going to win it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get those Chipotle bowls. <laughs> and sure enough, like he battled through the entire weekend and squeaked it out, squeaked it out because he had tough competitors and he won and I'm still paying him Chipotle bowls. It is. He's actually, a, gosh, he's a cheap date. I yeah. mean, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Although he did have a revelation the other day where he's like, Zocalo's is even better than Chipotle. And we're like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, like, no, no, no offense to Chipotle. It's very good. Our son loves it. But there are finer dining establishments, perhaps, or higher quality than Chipotle. But to your point, it wasn't just celebrating uh, when he won, you know, a tournament. It was literally, we would celebrate how hard he was working. So the first time that he would do a full practice and, you know, he would make it through or, I mean, it was celebrating all those small wins along Mm -hmm. the way that has led to this cumulative effect of what he's doing now. And this is going to be a small step in what he eventually does. Right. And that's the whole point is creating that momentum, making him realize that, Hey bud, if you continue to work hard, Again, going back to mindset and Carol Dweck's ideas, never tell them, you know, you're so athletic or gifted or talented, but more you worked so hard because truth is he's not the most gifted tennis player that's ever walked. the. I mean, it's not even close, but he is one of the hardest working, if Mm -hmm. not the hardest working that we've seen. And we've celebrated those wins along the way. Yeah, we've also also with Chipotle Bulls um, is his coach wanted him to make sure to stretch and meditate. Well, meditate, I think we talked to him about, but stretching every single night was really important. And so I had this board up with the calendar on it and it was kind of like, okay, well, if you stretch and meditate at least five days in that week, you get a Chipotle bowl at the end of the week. And he literally, I mean, he stretches and meditates almost every single night. And it's amazing. And that, those are those small wins that has helped him get the right mindset for the tournaments. 
It was pretty cool. He did crush two Chipotle bowls. Not to make it totally about TJ, but two <laughs> in one night. And I'm like, yes, let's go. That's a win right there. That's a weird way. I think we need to get sponsored by Chipotle at this point. I think so. Well, you know, why don't you make a phone call? Um, the other thing that I think can really help create momentum is, and I call it crushing your big three. Knowing the three things or less that you need to get done in a day in a day. So for instance, so often we are task masters or just, we have so many tasks and ultimately it doesn't really matter all of that stuff. If you don't get the most important things done. So does that make sense to you? Cause I know that you are, you have lists upon lists upon <laughs> lists and you like getting that stuff done. One of the things that drives you crazy about me is I'm very focused on just doing these one things. And if the dishes aren't done, tough shit. Like that's just the way it is, right? But so crushing your big three, does that make sense to you? Yeah. So what I do is in my notes section in my phone, um, I write down all the things that have to get done, right? But every day, and it's in from least importance to most important. And then I separate out, I put spaces in between, uh, for like the three that I have to do today. Sometimes it's five, but most of the time it's three. And then if I don't get those, or if I don't get all five done, then guess what the other, let's say I get three out of the five done. The other two are going to be for next, you know, for tomorrow. And so it, it helps me not feel so overwhelmed. And I just know, okay, if I can get these three things done, great. If I have extra time, I'm going to do an extra thing, feel super overaccomplished that day. Um, or, you know, or we can wait till tomorrow. So I didn't realize that you ranked them all that way. I just thought you got 25 things done all the time. The, I do. Yes, but. you do. <laughs> I'm not that way. So for instance, I remember when I first, uh, I the, she was going away and I had the kids. Now you were very sleep schedule, eating at a certain time, dressing a certain way. And I only had one job in my opinion. And what was that? Keep the children alive. That's it. My one job is, hey, if these kids are alive, I did my job. And my point to this is that that's a very extreme example. And of course, my kids ate probably not the right food. Yes, they dressed definitely not in the right clothes. Uh, the house was a disaster, but the kids were alive and happy. Mm -hmm. And that's to me what the big three is all about is like, who cares if your house is in perfect order? Yes, my OCD lovely wife that needs it to look <laughs> a certain way. I get it. That's important for you. But for me and the kids, the most important thing is that they're healthy, they're happy, and they're alive. So dads, for you out there, if you have a wife that also has a certain schedule, likes it that way, just keep them alive, man. You're doing a great job. <laughs> and by the way, moms, same thing. You don't have to be perfect. And I think so often, and I will generalize here, Women like to have it almost, and you put so much pressure on yourselves. That's why the whole bad mom movie, even that's the whole idea, right? Is, right. uh, who is it? Mila Kunis is like, forget this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be the perfect mom. That's what crushing the big three is all about. So I don't know if there's anything more you want to add to that, but that's how I look at that. Yeah, I've definitely relaxed. I feel maybe you don't feel that way, but with our first kid, it was very, um, regimented. I mean, TJ basically was in a bubble. He had perfect sleep schedules. He was the happiest baby, right? So I had him on baby wise sleep schedule. It was insane. We would literally leave 
birthday parties in the middle of it because it was time for his nap, right? Now looking back, I go, gosh, I was crazy. 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 Um, and then by the time number two came around, you just can't schedule it like that, right? And it's so funny because, um, you know, I pretty much, I mean, I think my kids will definitely need therapy for sure, but our oldest is very structured. He hates not being on time, right? He's very regimented. I mean, everything's on a schedule all the time. And then you've got Trey, who was our second child. And by the time he came along, I was like, all right, whatever. He's alive. (laughs) Yeah, he's alive and he's going to be just fine. And he's going to suck on dirty pacifiers that have dropped on the floor because I just didn't care by then. (laughs) Right. And so he's very fluid and very adventurous. And so it is, you know, if I could go back, I think I would do things a little bit differently. Um, But yeah, it's interesting how that all shook down. Well, if nothing else, I, I want everybody to know, look for your big three, whatever that is. What really, I guess it's perspective in life is it doesn't have to look perfect. You just have to do the really important things, which everybody wants to be happy. You want your family to be happy. Sometimes that means getting the dishes done. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> so to recap really fast, you guys, to create and keep momentum going, get moving, celebrate those wins and crush your big three. Those are the three that I think are most important. And I really like that. The celebrating wins. Who doesn't feel good when you give them a high five or that simple EPR of saying, sorry, encourage, praise, and recognize of saying, great job. That creates momentum because it makes you want to do it again. And actually you use this with me with dishes. I keep going back to dishes, but whenever you're like, Hey, you're doing a great job on those dishes. Guess what? I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> Crushing so it. My, so it is her, she's using my psychology on me and it's working. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, can you tell people how to share momentum? I'd love to hear if other people have ideas of how to create momentum. Can you tell them where to go? Yeah. Email us at info at let's go win.com or make sure you uh, jump on our Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram profiles and at let's go win 365 yeah we love hearing from you guys this is a cool subject i love momentum again you can't see it but you can definitely feel it so i want to figure out how to create more of it for everyone out there for us as well so love to hear from you guys in the meantime continue to transcend in life thank you so much for listening if this content is delivering value to you please make sure to subscribe rate and review us that helps us build this community and that is what we are all about building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to TranscendentLifePodcast.com for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Transcend in Life Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson, taking you from fear to freedom.